All right, welcome back to another episode of Let's Grow Through. Why are you laughing at me? (laughs) He just huffed and puffed and I heard it. I heard it in my headphones. Rush is all cozied up on Tessa in the bed. We're recording this podcast episode from the bed. So (laughs) today we thought we would talk about healthy and unhealthy coping mechanisms. We're going to start by talking about our unhealthy coping mechanisms, like how we used to cope with traumatic things or stressful things when we were younger. Just so you all out there know that just because we have healthy coping mechanisms now most of the time doesn't mean that we were always these kind of people who knew like hey let me use a healthy coping mechanism right now instead of the things we used to do back in the day there are two types of coping mechanisms um adaptive and maladaptive and adaptive just means healthy and maladaptive means unhealthy i'm going to read this from an article where it says adaptive coping refers to effective strategies that individuals use to manage and navigate challenging situations These strategies help individuals reduce emotional distress, solve problems, and maintain their focus on achieving their goals. In contrast, maladaptive coping involves ineffective or harmful strategies that seem to resolve a problem in the short term, but actually worsen the situation in the long run. So here are some examples of some maladaptive coping mechanisms. Substance abuse, aggression, bottling up emotions, bullying or judging, defying authority, disruptive behavior, stealing, risky sexual behavior, smoking, alcohol abuse, binge eating, eating disorders, self-injury behaviors, maladaptive daydreaming, disassociating, avoidant behavior, ruminating, hypervigilance, isolating, binge watching shows, escapism, procrastinating. I mean, we can go on and on. Basically, anything that you do to avoid working on or healing or moving through uncomfortable things in life in a healthy way. And here are some examples of adaptive coping mechanisms or basically healthy coping mechanisms. So exercising, meditating, journaling, problem solving, deep breathing, mindfulness, purposeful distraction to help calm anxiety temporarily, social support, so leaning on your support system, relaxation, self-love, self-care, creativity, like tapping into your creativity, taking a bath, sleeping, like healthy sleep routine, talking about the problem to friends or to a therapist, looking at yourself and seeing what your role was in the situation, taking accountability, making time for yourself to do these things, reading, spending time with friends, getting a hobby, like a healthy hobby. And also we could go on and on about that, but basically anything that you're doing um, to help yourself work through stress and anxiety and depression and life situations that are uncomfortable in a healthy way, that's going to benefit you in the long run. Yeah. You want to start? No. Yeah. I mean... I think we were both doing it at the same time anyways. That's yeah. why we became such good friends. Yeah, we were on that same frequency. Yeah. I would say, though, my biggest thing was I would drink, and I would go out and black out. 
Yeah. That used to be my coping mechanism. Yeah, that was definitely a thing for me. It was, like, a way to avoid dealing with anything and just have fun instead. Actually, it's kind of crazy because I just saw this TikTok about alcohol and what it does to you and how it is just, like, honestly, one of the worst things you can do is drink alcohol because it's a depressant, which was one of my favorite things to tell people when I was in college. (laughs) Like, did you know that alcohol is a depressant? It gives you that quick dopamine. And then when you come off of it, you go into a state of depression. Yeah. Which is why if you don't keep drinking, like, every single day, you'll get loads of anxiety and loads of depression after and just be like what's wrong with me and also I would just like wake up and have like anxiety about every stupid thing that I did the night before and like all the things I said yeah so then I reached a point where I got like that I wasn't like that for a long time I would just be ready to go the next day ready yeah to go drink again I kind of would fall into that pattern and then as I got older I started having like the Sunday scaries what's up? like I'd be like you know what's waiting for you tomorrow and you feel awful and just like anxiety just hung over the next day you know like it would just I would have the worst anxiety yeah yeah, I think that's what started happening to me when I got older, like 26. Yeah. Every time I drink a lot, when I would wake up the next day, I'd be like, ugh, what did I say? Why did I say yeah. that? So much that I think the unhealthy coping mechanism just became not even a, a coping mechanism anymore because it didn't make things better. Yeah, I think that was probably our biggest one when we first met. We were definitely partying a lot. And what goes hand in hand with that is avoiding, finding any way to avoid dealing with whatever the issue was. So if something stressful or traumatic came up, like I'm going to find any way possible to not have to face this. Yeah. So whether that's with drinking or shopping or going on a trip or doing anything to not have to face reality I think that was a really big as an avoidant (laughs) yeah that was a really big coping mechanism for me I almost feel like a healthy mechanism is acknowledging that you still want to do those things or that you still feel those things like acknowledging that it's tough and hard and then giving that a second and sitting present with that is something that I would definitely have a hard time with because you want to distract yourself but then it's like give yourself that time to feel it and then like go take yourself shopping or go on a trip and do those things that you already wanted to resort back to but just deal with it first yeah I feel like and also there's nothing wrong with going shopping or going on a trip but I do think a lot of times like when I was doing them too whenever I was younger I really couldn't like afford to do those things putting money at things on my credit card or doing like really irresponsible things whereas like now it's not irresponsible me to do yeah because it's done in a healthy way not in an unhealthy way um another one for me whenever I was younger was definitely binge watching anything like binge watching shows binge watching the vampire diaries binge watching one tree hill binge watching the office friends a way to try to avoid reality avoid what you need to face binge watch binge drink Yeah, I never did the binging television thing. Oh, please. Not to, as a tool. Your avoid. reality TV binge watching. Yeah, but that's not like to escape something. I feel like if I've got something going on, I can't just sit there and watch a show. I've got to, like, go, go do something. But as a lifestyle, <laughs> heck, yeah, I'm going to watch my shows, which actually, I don't even watch my shows anymore. And I was just talking about this the other night because I was just like, I used to every single night have a show on. Like, I'd have a recording. And it was mostly, like, reality TV. Yeah. Anything on Bravo. I know. But it was just so, like, I don't know. You eat dinner, you watch it, you're so invested. It's a way to disconnect from reality. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. I remember when I would be at your house, I'd be like, 
uh, how do you watch this stuff? <laughs> I loved it. I still do. I still love it. But we don't have Wi-Fi right now, so I don't have a choice. It's been a good detox, yeah, I guess. I think it's good to do those things in moderation. Yeah. Like, not as a part of your daily routine. Right. Yeah. It's drama. It's stress. It's stuff that's going to get you in that fight or flight. Yeah, totally. It keep you in that state of just not being in homeostasis. Yeah, because yeah. now I guess it's like I spend my nights being connected, not zoning out on the television. But... Just coping mechanisms before, I think just like when I think about the things that I went through that were pretty traumatic in my life or just really tough times, I feel like letting that reaction get the best of you or just allowing, I I feel like I just did it yesterday. I get to this point where I feel triggered or feel something that genuinely is going to piss me off, but it's like, you don't have that voice inside your head that's like, okay, take a five minute breather, five second breather, think about what you're doing, it just like spit fire. Yeah, react. Yeah, that's definitely something that I used to do, just react. No thought of what, yeah, what I'm doing or what I'm saying to the people who triggered me just I react oh man that's why I, I was a, a monster in a lot of my relationships yeah. in those early days I mean I was also dating people who really <laughs> weren't nice to me but I would react and just like go off and say really terrible things I don't even know how I was that person no yeah and then I think that's another one getting into relationships just so that you don't have to focus on yourself and like what you need to work on always entangled up in some kind of relationship even if it wasn't an actual there was like a long distance thing but it was taking up a lot of my time so that I didn't have to work on healing my inner child wounds and things like that it was like oh let me just focus on this new problem that I created in my life so I don't have to focus on all those other old problems yeah okay and then I was thinking about eating unhealthy too. Like I remember one time when we lived together, we went, I don't know where we went, maybe it was Target or Walmart or something, probably Walmart. We went and we bought the notebook. Oh and we yeah. bought like so much junk, junk food. food. I do remember that. Snapple tea and soda and just yeah. candy. I think I posted that on my Facebook. It was something basically along the lines of like we're avoiding reality or something and we just watched that epic also kind of terrible movie and ate a bunch of junk food. Yeah. Reaching for unhealthy things. And then also the exact opposite. It kind of happened to me whenever my marriage was falling apart. Not having an appetite and not eating was the other way that extreme can play out. Yeah. That's like an unhealthy way to handle things. Yeah, I definitely get like that too. It's just like impossible for me to eat. Right. All right, so I guess we can move into healthy coping mechanisms. So the reason why I wanted to do this episode is because I was thinking about this video that I posted when I was talking about the day that my ex told me the day of that he was going to introduce or reintroduce my daughter to the woman that he cheated on me with when he had been pretending that whole time that like they weren't even dating. And so I really wasn't thinking that this was going to be something that I had to deal with, her being a part of my life. And so when he told me that he was going to introduce my daughter to her, I, for a second there, like, lost it. You were here. Yeah. And I just, I called him. I freaked out on him. Yeah, you were really upset. I was so triggered. Yeah. That I was physically shaking. I was freaking out. I mean, stupidly, I believed his lies again and was thinking, like, maybe they're, like, hanging out, but it's not going to become a thing. Well, and I think the real, 
feel like, yeah, it was that, but you were, it was Rome that you were the most upset about. Like in right. that moment, you wanted to be able to prepare her for that. And she was already there and it was happening that day. Yeah, there was. And, and I'd also asked him specifically in advance when we had that one really big fight, I was like, if you ever do introduce her to Rome, please let me know yeah. in advance. And he took that as letting me know like one hour before he does it while she's not even with me because she was like afraid to even say this girl's name and like had this whole we were going through what you know the disney princess era and there's always an evil stepmother and so like anytime i like played with like bringing up the idea that she might have a stepmom one day she would get really like no i don't want a stepmom and weird about it and so i wanted to be able to have a conversation with her and also just because it triggered a lot of childhood trauma for me because i did have a stepmom growing up the woman that my dad cheated on my mom with and she was just so mean to us and that's a lot of her trauma and we're all good now but through my childhood it was awful we called her the evil stepmother and i also remember having guilt about any time i would do something with her feeling like i was betrayed training my mom Mm -hmm. and so I just wanted to like try to work through these things a little bit with Rome before introducing this woman into her life and he didn't give me that opportunity to do it the way that I had wanted to yeah and so it really just set me off then you were going somewhere that day I don't even know yeah I was going to a birthday party yeah and so I was here by myself there was like this moment where I was like okay I can grab a glass of wine turn on Netflix and binge a bunch of stuff and eat ice cream and just kind of disassociate right now or I can can put on my running shoes and go for a run because I know that makes me feel better and it helps move this traumatic energy out of my body so that was like the first thing I did I just like put on my running shoes and went for a run and I ran to the beach during all this time while I'm doing all this stuff you guys I'm literally crying like the whole entire time like I'm running yeah, to the beach really upset. crying um sitting on the beach meditating like crying <laughs> Yeah. And that just reminded me that the other morning I was walking down the beach and you were there. Yeah. And we didn't know that we were both going to be at the beach. And I saw her. And I remember you telling me that you were having a tough morning. So I was like, oh, I'm glad that she came to the beach, you know. You looked like you had just gotten done meditating and you were sitting on the beach just crying. And, like, I came over and sat with you. And Yeah. I just love that these are the, the coping mechanisms that we try to resort to now. Yeah. Where it's facing the problems. Yeah. So that way you can release them and let them go and not like suppress them and then just have them come back up in a really unhealthy way yeah. later in life. Yeah, it is so true. It's like I had that kind of decision making that morning because and just for anybody else who's co-parenting, like it is so hard. Like there are so, there's so much of it that's so hard. I think having younger kids, especially it's like I have a baby you know and he was having a hard time like going you know going into somebody else's arms and me leaving and it's like it feels so wrong you know like that you have to do that you don't get to see your baby for four to five days but it's like it's the right thing to do because it's their dad so it's like it's okay it's just a whole new way of living that I never thought I would be doing so I remember like it was like really tough for me and I was like okay I can go home and I can go cry myself to sleep or I can do something that's gonna like make me feel better like what would I do for my friend like what would I do for you if you were having a tough time yeah I went and got myself Chick-fil-a went to sit on the beach ate my Chick-fil-a meditated because my mind was going crazy and I just, like, bawled. Yeah. I just, like, cried. And then, yeah, you just, like, walked up behind me. It was so funny. 
I told you, I was like, if I wasn't so distraught, I probably would have had more of a reaction. Like, <laughs> yeah. A stranger Strangers up. grabbed you from behind. From behind. And I was like, maybe this is it. <laughs> Take me out, me. please. <laughs> yeah. Maybe this I'm is God this. coming in to save me from my misery. No. But, yeah, that was really cool. And that's that wavelength, baby. It is. It's just a way of life. I feel like you meet the people. You get those little gifts in life, you know, where Mm -hmm. I I was totally cool with, like, sitting there by myself. But then when you came, it was like I got to talk about it. I was telling you about it. cried to you about it. You were there for me. It was so nice. Yeah, it was really nice. Yeah. It was really. Yeah, thanks for doing that. It was really. I was like, I love this. I know. Me too. I wasn't even planning on this. I know. And I was supposed to come over that morning. Yeah. That's why I texted you. I was like, hey, I'm not okay. I need to, like, go cry this out. I think crying is such a healthy coping mechanism that, like, when I was younger, I would not cry. I refused to cry about anything. Like, Mm -hmm. I would hold that in. I would never cry in front of other people. I would just... That was the thing that I was holding in and only doing, like, privately on my terms. Whereas now, if I need to cry, if I feel like I need to cry, I am crying always. Because I look at crying as, like, my body's trying to get rid of this whatever that I'm feeling that's uncomfortable and needs to be, like, released. It needs to come out. I need to, like, process this and, like, cry about it and then move on from it. Yeah. So I I always be crying now. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I was just thinking, like, I've never been able to do that. Oh, If I have to cry, I am going to cry. And I'm going to ugly cry. And there's nothing (laughs) I can do about it. Like, it will come out. I do that now. But the first 30 years of my life, nope. I don't know why either. It's so weird to think about now. It felt like a weak thing to do, which is just so silly now when I think about how beneficial crying actually is how it like helps your body regulate and get back into a state of homeostasis yeah. it's sort of just like science behind how crying is actually really good for you yeah it's like releasing toxins yeah like, it's just getting it out yeah so if you're one of those people who used to be like me who like hates crying like just start trying it i like any <laughs> just, just start, start try crying. crying like literally <laughs> try crying out because whenever it comes up I just I'm like okay this is it I gotta something needs to be processed right now let me work through this really quick okay going back to that day I felt myself going into that um having no appetite and like feeling really sick about it and just like anxious about how all this was gonna play out you know this person being in my child's life who probably doesn't really like me very much because of everything and then because of how all of it played out on the internet too the fear of like her taking that out on my child and like all of that stuff just so many thoughts going through my head that day that leads to me like not having an appetite I think I hadn't eaten like the whole day and I was like you know what I'm gonna eat a healthy meal tonight and I'm gonna make sure that I continue to eat the this following week so that I'm not doing like that when I first found out that my ex-husband was possibly cheating on me I lost like 15 pounds I was like sick looking I looked like I was like something was I mean something was eating me alive on the inside out but it's because I had no appetite and I like wasn't eating and it definitely manifested in the way I looked like as a person during that time of my life and so whenever I finally found out that he was cheating on me and left I was already down 15 pounds from what I had been I was just like there's I got to make sure that I at least try to eat something healthy yeah every day yeah because I can't afford to lose 15 more pounds I'll be just like skin and bones so yeah I know I remember that that was I know I was looking at pictures because I was making this TikTok, that one where you show what you looked like when you were married and then oh, like yeah. what you look like after. And then that one picture, the second picture, my leg is just a bone. Yeah. It's so tiny and I just look lifeless. 
Yeah. I see pictures of myself, like, from before when I, like, know I was going through it. And I was just like, man, did anybody else catch that? Because I was looking. Right, because it does. You just, like, you're like, you look dead. Like, yeah. you, that kind of stuff sucks the life from you. Yeah. And, oh, it's terrible. And then if you, if you don't have healthy coping mechanisms while you're going through things like that, it just adds on top of it. And so, yeah. oh, and then the other thing that I love to do is brain dump in a journal and just like get out all those wild spiraling thoughts in my mind get it out of my mind and get it on the piece of paper that helps me so much kind of I don't even know if it helps me process it just helps me release more I feel yeah. like that's what it's doing for me yeah so you're I not bottling that. it up yeah exactly yeah I think it's like talking to a friend yeah you know you get to just kind of have say whatever you want to say yeah Without having to worry about what it's going to sound like. That is good. I have journals on journals of just like times in my life. And like reading it back is just like wow. I'm really glad that I like documented that almost in a way. Yeah. You know. But I will say and we kind of talked about this earlier today. You know I think the biggest thing that you can do for yourself is to shift your mentality and to just stay in that space of knowing that everything's going to work out for you and everything's okay. And even if it doesn't feel okay, that's also Mm -hmm. okay. It doesn't always have to be rainbows and butterflies in life. Like that is just not the point. Like I feel like I've gone through so much in the last several years of just like uncovering years of trauma and just like then going through a marriage that was in a lot of way beneficial for me. I feel like I grew a lot from that relationship, but I also, I feel like I went through it too mm-hmm. and was left with like so little when it was all said and done. So I feel like you still just kind of carrying on, obviously, you know, going through the legal process of divorcing and now you're co-parenting with this person and like this person that you used to share your life with, you meet in a parking lot and you don't even acknowledge each other. I know. Every week. We don't talk about it enough about like co-parenting with the person you're still healing from. Yeah. It's like such a hard thing to do. It has been the hardest. I just, again, going back to that like mentality, I feel like has kept me so sane and, you know, obviously for those who don't know, I'm pregnant. Oh yeah, I guess we haven't announced that on here. Yeah, I haven't. I mean, I'm sure whoever follows me on Instagram has seen it, but yeah, so I am almost five months pregnant and so I don't have those outlets to go drink or to go do something Something that I would do to kind of cope through something that's so cut so deep and that was exactly what I went through when my husband cheated on me I was seven months pregnant I couldn't do any of those things I had to make sure that my mind was in the right place and my emotions were in the right place because my baby was feeling everything mm-hmm. you know I feel like that really kind of kept me in line yeah accountable with being that way you know and it's really interesting now it's like I'm going through this divorce and I'm pregnant and I'm like I have that side of it that's like really great and I'm so happy you know and I'm like I'm actually so thankful that I have that anchor to go through in like such a terrible time I spent 10 years with this person and I thought we were gonna have this life you know Mm -hmm. and we and we don't and I'm so happy now but it's strange having to interact with that person in our case like we're just not we're not doing well you know and so there's a lot of tension there's a lot of emotions obviously with me moving on so quickly and getting pregnant um I know that's really hard for him, but you know, it's just kind of where you wish that you could have that space from any other person that you break up with, you know, or that you like loved deeply. Yeah. 
were married to and had that divorce, like, you almost need that time away, out of sight, out of mind. And you don't get that when you're no, parenting. you don't get it at all. So it's tough. And then going on the legal battle. But I remember feeling like really swallowed up by all of the emotions everywhere. You know, like up and down, up and down. And just the uncertainty of like everything, you know. And I'm having a baby in February. And what's going to happen with our custody battle? And there's just so much shifting that focus of, okay, I can spend my energy now spiraling. This obviously doesn't make me feel good. I'm thinking the worst, Mm -hmm. you know, and and that's what I'm feeling. Like, that's what I'm actually feeling is the worst. The body doesn't know if it's really happening or not. Your mind controls it that much. So I'm just like, okay, if I can just switch this into saying my affirmations, staying in a positive place, staying in a grateful place. I was just about to say, I was thinking of gratitude is yeah, such a it's such an important grounding. healthy coping mechanism yeah just like I'm so thankful that I have the life that I have right now even if it doesn't make sense to people or it's not approved of you know yeah which obviously him and his family don't you know and so these are all people that I loved very deeply so it's just interesting it's really it's really hard but I've almost been like in training for years of like mm-hmm. training to be this person I'm not going to spiral and I'm not going to react I'm just going to and that's not to say that I don't have moments where I don't react because I totally just reacted last night where I just didn't have that voice inside of me that was like stay grounded spa music on the background it was like oh no unleash the demon you know I think all in all bringing yourself to being that person that's like well and I think another thing like going off of that is also just giving yourself grace in those moments and not like beating yourself too much over that so if you have like sometimes I give myself a day where I literally will just binge watch movies and Netflix and like do nothing and not feel bad about it I'm like I'm going to do this because I just need a day to like just rest and not worry about anything and not try to figure anything out and not try to like heal anything and just have a human experience and like just veg out and I'm not going to make myself feel bad about it yeah which is hard for me to do because it's like there's so many better ways I could be spending my time right now could be working on the podcast or working on my book or working out or doing all these other things and it's like sometimes you just need to do that and sometimes you might react and that doesn't mean that that's you're going backwards or that like you're not you haven't healed or that you know just means like okay that happened and I'm aware of it now and like next time I'm gonna try to handle it in a more healthy way yeah or take some deep breaths deep breaths is another I mean if you don't meditate like just when you feel yourself yeah, about to sure. unleash some demons, try to take like 10 deep breaths and just like focus on your breath. Bring yourself back down. Yeah. And sometimes you don't have that voice in your head that's like telling you to do that. You know, it's just like rage text this person <laughs> right now. But that's all a part of being human and I'm okay with that. For sure, allowing yourself grace, but also just like allowing yourself to just be who you are. You yeah. know, like, yeah, it doesn't mean I'm going to go turn to the bottle and kind of create this unhealthy lifestyle, which I feel like I did that in the beginning. And before I knew it, I'd had this whole life that was just extremely unhealthy. And mm-hmm. I have people who are in my circle that should not have been there. You know, it was this weird, like when you have that, that kind of reaction or that kind of like lifestyle, you become so unhealthy happy and you start to see everything in that kind of mindset is all you're surrounded by you know it like becomes and then you become like addicted to your misery too yeah self-sabotaging you know like that's just that's such a easy thing to do but I definitely feel like at 32 I'm way more mindful Mm -hmm. and I've just been through too much where I'm just like I want to make sure that I 
am so aware of how this feels that I don't ever do things again. Like I want to be like so mindful of who's in my life, what's in my life, how I spend my time, who I spend my time with. That's the way that I want to live. Yeah. I'm just kind of like blasting right. life. And I feel like for me now, I would say like 90% of the time when I feel myself getting like super triggered, I'm like, okay, a moment has arise for me to heal something else. Like, why did this just trigger me so much? How can I get to the root of this? What are some better ways to move forward with this than um, how I normally would? How when I was younger, I definitely would have reacted and I definitely would have been really stubborn and like, I'm not going to like budge on this or try to like figure out what my role is in it and how I can show up better and not saying that the other person is innocent and that they're not doing anything wrong. I always say it's like you can't control how other people are going to show up in life. You can only control how you show up in life and how you react to things and like that's really one of the only things you have control over in life and so just getting to a place where you're showing up how you want to be showing up in life healthy coping mechanisms turning to those over time like little a little bit here a little bit there and then it like compounds and then you go from turning to unhealthy coping mechanisms like 90% of the time to turning to healthy coping mechanisms 90% Mm -hmm. of the time it makes just such a and it's not like an overnight thing you know it's like dude well it's creating a habit creating a good habit it's going to take some practice and some time but you just keep going back to it and it will eventually become who you are I think we've touched on this enough and so we're going to wrap up this episode I do want to say sorry for such a big gap we actually have a whole other episode that we recorded it's kind of an intense episode and so we're touching on sexual abuse and sexual assault and so we just want to make sure that we're getting that one right before we release that episode and so that's why we haven't had one out in a couple of weeks so we're doing this one so that we can get this edited and uploaded while we finish that one and so um trigger warning for the next episode that goes out of anyone who's highly triggered by sexual abuse or sexual assault maybe don't listen to that episode or maybe do if you're ready to kind of work through healing that wound okay and then we gotta do our gratitude okay speaking of healthy coping mechanisms yeah (laughs) well and just since we've been speaking about it i guess i'm just thankful for you finding me at the beach that day (laughs) when i really needed you that was awesome okay for me i am oh i had a really good morning this morning so roman's with her dad and i kind of got to sleep and rush woke me up and kind of messed up my like actual sleeping in but then i woke up and i made homemade pumpkin spice syrup from kristen cavalieri's recipe it's really good and i drank my coffee it was cold outside this morning like fall weather and i was sitting on the porch on the swing with my book and my cozy sweater and just like had one of those mornings where i was just like i'm just so grateful for this life that is weird like you know never I never thought I would be living but it's just so beautiful because I would never have a moment like this if I would have been still in that marriage you know and so it's just just a really beautiful morning and I'm grateful for that yeah love it all right all righty we will see you guys next time we decide to post (laughs)